Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey folks, welcome into Onto Waveland. It's the Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I am Brett Taylor, joined by Sahadev Sharma. We're here to talk some Cubs, but I got to tell you here at the top, folks slash Sahadev, I'm in shambles right now. Shambles. And it is because, see, Sahadev's been waiting, because I said before we started recording that I had to mention something. I couldn't get my mic to connect to my computer properly and um, was having some problems with that. Hopefully it's working fine. Uh, But the reason is because as I was setting up to record, I spilled my entire cup of coffee all over my desk. Oh, my God. All (laughs) over my, my router, my surge protector that everything is plugged into oh wow and the side of my computer that i was trying to plug into i i'm plugging the mic in and i pull it i'm like why isn't this connecting i pull it out it's wet with coffee (laughs) inside the computer this is terrible like yeah i'm i i I know i'm i'm committing some some serious sins by continuing to operate (laughs) with like you know liquid around my electronics but you know what that's how committed i am that's how (laughs) Devoted I am to servicing our listeners, I am risking electronic life and limb to bring them our Cubs-related insights. So that's that's impressive. That's, that's hero mode. Well, the reason we're recording late is uh, is because I went to a traveling sauna. I was went to the sauna club in Evanston, and it's literally this this guy built a sauna, and he puts Wait, it. You're in liter- oh, you you're meaning. All of these words literally. You went yeah. to a traveling sauna. Yeah, it's a it's a sauna okay, that this so, guy yeah. built, so, and and he he puts it in different sites in mostly Evanston. I think there's maybe a, one other suburb that it goes to. Uh, but to, so I've been to those of you that may know uh, breweries, Temperance Brewery. They have uh, the sauna guy goes there once a week, and that's the first time I went to it. And you just it's cold out. It was cold out. It was snowy out. You just go sit in the sauna for, you know, you rent it for half an hour or an hour, but you kind of like go in between the sauna and then standing outside and he's got like a bowl of water out there, like a bucket of water and you can pour some of it on yourself. And like at this point it was 20 degrees today, it was like 45 and it was on the lake. So you go in the sauna and then jump, just in, go the jump lake. in the lake and then, yeah, I, and so I did that like three or four times jumping in the lake and the sauna is so hot that I didn't even go back in my final time. I just, my body warmed me back up and it feels great. It's nice. But that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they say that kind of thing. It's like a shock to the system. Yeah. And yeah. Can, uh, 
when I so when um, I first make you uh, feel good <laughs> when I first jumped in the water, I, I was like, nope, shouldn't have done this. <laughs> like this is awful. <laughs> it's like, but that was just like a very split second of like, what did I just do? And then you like kind of <laughs> like, and then your body just like quickly adjusts. It was kind of it was kind of crazy how quickly it happened, and and you're just like, oh, I'm fine. This feels good. And yeah, no, it was just a fun experience. Uh, I hadn't done the lake one yet, so that was that was fun. That is fun. All right, all right. We, you know, folks didn't know they were going to tune in for <laughs> electronic talk and uh, traveling sauna, but I, I dig it. I dig it. I gotta, I gotta see if I can find something similar to that. Um, all right. So cub stuff. We can, we can transition to cub stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it helps. <laughs> It helps that the Cubs are playing well. They're winning a lot of games. I feel in a lighter mood where it's like, ah, coffee all over my stuff. Who cares? It's all good. <laughs> um, so the Cubs just beat the Padres two out of three. Uh, gladly, gladly take that. Um, especially coming off the series against the Dodgers, which was not disastrous by any stretch, but they did lose that series 3-1. And you... I don't want to say you wondered if it was like, uh oh, this is is this when the worm is going to turn? But it's more like you want to see confirmed relatively quickly that what we were perceiving of this team, their level of competitiveness was still that we were correct in that. And I think this series, whether they won or lost this series against the Padres again, I think they looked competitive. And that's that Padres lineup is just so daunting when you're actually watching a game and it's like this guy boom 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 yeah. boom this guy um and so that was impressive maybe we'll start there and i i don't want to i said this before his start so i want to hold it true even though the start went well um hayden wisneski i think i had placed upon him too much um of my own hopes that he was like a finished product now and that there wasn't going to be as much of that sort of the developmental needs um, that you would normally associate with any pitcher. Like we talk about Justin Steele, who was awesome in the series, by the way. And, you know, he had a lot of development to do once he emerged at the big league level. And so it was unreasonable, unfair for me to, I wasn't conscious that I was doing it, but that definitely happened. I think for a lot of us with Wesneski. And so I don't want to take any one start, whether it goes, good or bad and be like okay this start means x or this start you know it's just like there's a process to this and so what i took away from the outing in addition to i thought the command looked better i thought he was more able to do what he wanted to do with his pitches there were still of course there were still some mistakes there were too many out of hand non-competitive balls that he'd you know fall behind 2-0 because he sort of buried two of them but all in all I thought that was as good as he has looked this year um, in terms, again, of being able to generally do what he was trying to do. And I thought doing that against a lineup like the Padres, it just it has to make a guy feel good. It has to make a guy feel confident in his process. It has to do a good job of sort of cementing, okay, here are the things that I did that worked. How can I crystallize those and sort of, you know, continue that process? And that, that was my takeaway Regardless of what the results were, the results were good, but uh, I was very heartened by that outing. Yeah, it, it was one of those, it didn't stand out to me either way, right? I wasn't like, uh-oh, here we go, uh, Hayden's struggling again, and it didn't look like last year's version where it was like, is this guy, you know, a steal for Scott Efros type type pitcher? Uh, 
So he, he's somewhere in between right now, and he I think he said he felt fine, and, and Ross kind of you know was like this is one of those outings where maybe he wasn't at his best, but he battled through, and you'll take that. Uh, and and I yeah, I think that's where that one is against a very tough lineup that, yes, is, is everyone locked in in that lineup? I mean, I don't know what's wrong with Juan Soto right now, but he looks nothing like, um, you know, one of the greatest hitters we've seen for his age group just, ever. Yeah, he can't square anything up. Yeah, it's really it's, I don't think he squared up a s- single ball in that entire. Series. Yeah, it, yeah, I he had like he had a couple hits. Right. But they weren't anything special. I think he had a single maybe. Yeah. Uh, Either way, he he doesn't look right, but still, I mean, when Manny Machado comes to the plate, it's one of those things where, uh, like, he immediately steps to the plate, and you're like, okay, you got to bear down. The pitcher is going to need to work to get this out, right? He's 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 one of those guys. They have Xander Bogart, so so there's plenty of guys where you're just like, yeah, how are you going to work through this lineup? And and to just be able to do what what he did, I think. Is valuable. I I think what I need to see is like dominance against DC, right? To really feel like okay, he's he's really on a path. If, even if I mean, you just don't want to see him get lit up. If he's fine, that's fine, right? If he's okay against DC, you'll take it. But I think to really be like okay, he's turning a corner and looking like the guy that he was in the spring and who who he was at the end of last year. Um, you want to see dominance against CC. If it doesn't happen, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, I've said this before, and I'm going to keep reminding people, but a year ago at this time, people were talking about uh, Justin Steele needs to be taken out of the rotation. Keegan Thompson needs to be put in the rotation. Uh, I mean, the Cubs may not be in a spot where they have that luxury to really let someone go, go, go uh, and, and work out the kinks. Uh, because they're competing this time, and and last year they weren't. Uh, so at a certain point, you have to make those decisions. If if Kyle Hendricks is looking good, whatever it may be, uh, and Tyon's back, but I I just think like you gotta you, you don't want to overreact to these types of situations with young players. Uh, let them let them figure it out. At a certain point, you you have to make a decision, but. Where I don't think they're close to that now, and and you just want to see continued steps forward. I feel like, what was the start before this? Um, was it? O- it wasn't Oakland. It was it L.A. Was the, right. It was the other Dodgers start. Yeah, and it wasn't good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it was not. Yeah. No command was not there at all. Right. Right. So. Yeah, so it's been up and down. It's been an up and down go for him. You want to see him lock it in, but I I'm still not in like. I'm very concerned about Hayden Wisniewski mode just yet. Yeah, no. And I think that that kind of ties in a different way to something else I wanted to talk about that we touched on in the last episode. And then we got a good example of it this time. Um, and that's Michael Fulmer. And last time we spoke, we were talking about how, you know, even where there are bad outings that look that, there are the results aren't there and they look messy in the process and it just seems like a reliever is just like off the cubs have had beneficial experiences working with veteran relievers who've had past success and then look like a mess for you know a few weeks and they get on track and then they just, they have a lot of success after that and i'm not saying that we we past that moment and in this one outing you know it's been fixed with fulmer but i think the point was you especially can't 
be too quick to bail on a, a veteran reliever who has a track record of success and has upside and who you think you can work with um, while, you know, managing an eight-man bullpen. It's tough to find the right innings for everybody. But I think there was a pretty good example yesterday in the game against the Padres with Fulmer coming in in the sixth with a, a few run lead working through the heart of that Padres order and and he looked very good and I know you wrote a bit about that um, today at the Athletics so how David if you want to share a bit and kind of tee up some Fulmer thoughts yeah no I talked to you know a lot of people around the team and the coaching staff and Fulmer just to get an idea of how they're feeling about him how's he how he's feeling about everything and it's it's one of those situations where I think uh, a lot of people are like he he's not a mess, but it's also not something you just ignore, right? He's he's not he. I think they looked at it as the Dodgers really had a good uh, good game plan against him, eliminated some areas of the plate where they just weren't going to swing at pitches, forced him in certain zones where they they kind of sat on an area and that's where he kind of wanted to go and they and and they jumped on some pitches uh i found it interesting that you know he's faced them three times and those are like his three worst outings or three most no- notable outings outside of you know Jared Kalenic jumping on a pitch and and Kalenic is awesome right now so so i don't want to act like yeah, he's- yeah. That that's not like the worst thing in the world, right? To give up a home run to Kalenic right now. Uh, the other, it's it's one of those things where I just don't I don't think you can dismiss what happened, but I also think it's hard to ignore how good he has had been before last weekend. He's missing bats at a higher rate than he ever has. Um, he's he's really missing badly with his cutter, I think, and that's because it's moving differently. Uh, they've made some tweaks to his uh, delivery, just like cleaning things up. And that's, that's led to the cutter moving slightly differently. It, it's got a little more drop to it. Uh, not as much horizontal movement. Uh, but when you pair that type of pitch with the sweeper, it can be really effective. Now what he needs to do is learn how to really execute, uh, with that new, new movement with the cutter. Um, I, I kind of like that they're making little tweaks and not like completely shutting him down and putting him in a, you know, a 10 one game or something like that. Right. Just to keep him in, in bigger moments, let, let him keep that uh, energy up and, and the intensity up. He's not. Obviously, Brett's coffee has caused more havoc than initially expected, so uh, we're we're re-recording this. Uh, but uh, we were on Michael Fulmer, and Fulmer. It's good to see that he's getting those uh, you know adrenaline-inducing moments still, even while they're trying to work with him. And he and he looked good. I think I don't think this is a long process. I don't like. I I think mostly what you're referring to, Brett, is probably Craig Kimbrell, right? And that was a long process. Uh, For whatever it's worth, I I did look back on this because we talked about it last week, and I was like, I knew there were more. There's also a, there was a stretch where Ryan's para went through a period where it was like, well, time to cut bait on him. And remember, he had the calf injury in Milwaukee, and he just looked a disaster. Well, boom! Yeah. Ten days later, he was back, and he was scoreless for two months. Oh, you're right, you're little, right, right. Little stretch with Michael Givens at the start of his time with the Cubs. Same where it was just like 
oh, well, I guess he's toast. This isn't working. And then he got right and was two months of scoreless, and then he was traded. And um, there was one other that I'm forgetting, but there there's just been Maybe these Chris like – Chris Martin. Like, but Chris Martin felt like he made, was always good. I think he was good. But there's like four outings where a guy is just – He's not getting results, and you can nitpick and be like, well, it's not just not results. It's, oh, he's not getting the movement. He's he's not commanding, whatever. And then just they seem to, to help a guy get right. Yeah, and I, I yes, think that's Kim, just – Kimbrell is the most notable, yes. Yeah, that, I think that's just – I mean, that's great. That's that's You've just given a ton of evidence why fans that are freaking out about Fulmer – I'd like to think it's a smaller group than than – than what we just see on Twitter, right? Like, I, I think the most intense responses are on Twitter or in comments sections. And most people can Probably. see that his velocity is is sitting higher than usual. He, he's got a new pitch that's really effective. Um, he's fine. Like, you should be able to see this stuff and, and then also understand that a 444 BABIP isn't going to last. Like, the, a lot of this stuff just isn't going to last. He's going to be fine. And... And he could be great, and if he's really good, if they figure it out like they have with a lot of other pitchers, and I'll say this, talking to him, he loves this coaching staff. He feels like they've really helped him over the spring. Um, he feels like his stuff is better than ever. The coaching staff believes that too. So, uh, like, I talked to multiple people on the staff. There was not, like, some some were like, yeah, we need to work on things. There was not a bit of like, yeah, we're, we're concerned or, yeah, we're going to have to put him in a different role for a while and really work on some things. These are small things that if like they may they may be working with a ton of pitchers on this on little things like this over the course of time. We just don't really hear about it all the time because maybe maybe they're getting lucky with their results. Like what's I mean, if we want to talk about getting lucky with results, I like. How does Keegan Thompson have a 19% walk rate and a, like a one something ERA? Like that's that is uh, like Keegan. There are moments where I'm like, holy crap, this is a nasty reliever. Then there are moments where I'm like, these walks are gonna bite him eventually. Like he's gonna have like a four run blowout blow up at, at some point, like where he doesn't finish an inning and he gives up way too many runs. It, one or the other, he either needs to lock in that command. Or, or we're going to see a bad run right here from him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I think um, yesterday could have been that day. If Nick Madrigal doesn't make that really nice play on right, the chopper right. from Tatis, that gets scary quickly. Um yeah, I think we are all seeing the same thing. You see flashes of Keegan Thompson that we know and is looking very impressive. The thing that I think makes me a little less worried about him than I would be otherwise, if you see a guy with who's not really striking guys out at a rate he should be and is walking almost 20%, which is just crazy, is it, it all looks competitive. Like it all looks, um, yeah, looks like yeah. he's just a little bit off as opposed to, you know, a guy who's putting himself in terrible spots because he just can't locate at all. Like it, it, it's, he just looks just, just a little bit off. And, right, right. um, I remember, I, I want to say it was Tommy Hadovy who was talking about, uh, Jeremy Jeffress, speaking of, of veteran relievers who, did well with the Cubs after periods of struggles. And I remember he had a period of time where that walk rate was super elevated, wasn't striking anybody out, um, was getting decent soft contact though. And I think someone asked him, you know, are you worried about the walks though? It's really high. And I think how did he got into this concept of like, you know, not every walk is the same. And if it's a guy, if he's really making his pitches, but it's just, he's not getting the calls or he's not getting the swings you feel less worried about that. And um, I think to pair with that concept, you know, Thompson is getting really good contact. Like the quality of contact against him is crap. So that probably also makes you a little heartened because if a guy is totally off with his command, he's usually walking guys and he's getting lit up because he's not able to execute. So that, you know, uh, that said, the, the, thing that's going to be interesting that that marries these two conversations is you know if if thompson can't really be used back to back right now although he almost was that wasn't that was interesting he almost was was going to be used back to yeah yeah we all know that's it's rare you know guy gets up and everybody's like wait a minute um for for those who didn't notice he he got uh, thompson pitched on in tuesday's game and then got up on Wednesday, and he was appearing to pitch back to back if the Cubs had taken the lead, um, which didn't happen. But um, anyway, right. you know, Fulmer isn't going to get all the ninth inning chances right now. Obviously, Brad Boxberger got the traditional save yesterday, um, and you do wonder. You know, I've got people saying, "Well, why isn't Thompson the closer? He's got the best stuff. Why isn't he the closer? Why isn't he the closer?" And the answer is, well, you know, he can't really pitch back to back. He's better in those 30 pitch chunks. Well, I don't know. Are the Cubs getting an idea and wondering maybe, and I had had yesterday's eighth inning gone quicker and more smooth. I think he was getting the ninth inning too. Um, and so I don't know you it's, it's all fluid right now at the back of that bullpen. And I just thought that was interesting to see it all kind of play out in a single game. Yeah. Well, it, it's really been something I've been interested in as the season has gone on, like as after a couple of weeks, I was just kind of watching Thompson's usage would heard enough from Ross and, and, and how to be over the, the spring that they were trying to figure out 
how to get his body right, like how to how his body responds to these outings, what type of reliever he can actually be. And I so I straight up asked Ross two days ago. So it was the day it was Wednesday, right? It would have been Wednesday when he when he ended up warming up Keegan for a potential back to back if he knew if he felt comfortable with how he was able to use both Thompson and Alzali, does he know like what roles they're specifically slotted in, how he can use them, how frequently he can use them? I think he feels more comfortable with Alzali right now, uh, but he, he flat out said, no, I don't know yet. I, we, we need to push these guys. Or I need to, I need to communicate with them, see how they're feeling. They need to communicate with me. Let me know how they're feeling. And we have to decide if we can push them, like how, how we push them is Keegan better at, uh, you know, two inning stints. Now this isn't what Ross says, but I'm, I'm just kind of filtering through uh, everything, but is he a better at two inning stints and then three days off and then two inning stints. And that's just what he is. And maybe you can push him every once in a while, like sneak a one inning outing in there, or can you make him a one inning guy more frequently? And he can do back to backs. Because the reality is he hadn't he hasn't done a back to back since 2021. Uh, he has issues with recovering from the from these outings. Uh, what they need to do is what they're figuring out. How do how do you best prepare him to be ready to do to take on more work? It sounds like he has let them know I'm ready to do it, and that's why he warmed up Wednesday, and that's why he went. Uh, Thursday, and I think that would be a day off for each outing, right? He went Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, I, I believe, which is that's I think that's a great sign. Um, obviously, like I talked about the walks and all that stuff, performance wise, I'm putting that to the side right now. It's mostly how can you use this guy? Um, I get why fans want him to be the closer, great results, um, uh, purely on ERA and allowing runs and everything. And, and he seems to have the stuff and the kind of like the demeanor and all that stuff. Like, I think he could handle it. Uh, I I just wonder what he, like what he can handle as far as workload uh, until we know that until he proves that I don't think you can really have this conversation of can, should Keegan Thompson be the closer? Like we need to know what he can handle. And then, and then, and then it's a real conversation. I think it's between him, Alzali. By the way, the results so far against lefties have been really good. Um, it, very small sample size, so I'm not ready to say like put him in as the closer. I think we're going to see Boxberger closing out games until they want to put go back to Fulmer or unless someone else emerges because they really appreciate the veteran aspect of it. He, he's he's calm out there. He's not going to overreact to any situation, and and he's. And, and he's done it before. So those are all aspects that they value. And, you know, is, is Boxberger locked in completely? I don't think he is, which maybe is a good sign. He hasn't gotten blown up yet. So, I mean, like I feel, I think I talked about this with Fulmer. These things I feel like can go either way. Like if you're like walking a fine line and you're not fully locked in, it's like, okay, what's going to come in, come first, the blow up outing or him getting locked in and run it, like just kind of taking off because we've seen, I want to say last year, Boxberger was locked in for a period of time with Milwaukee. It was whenever he was with Milwaukee. And so I think that was last year, right? And and he was just locked in and he was like for a, a few months, it was like a sub one ERA, uh, all the results, uh, you know, peripherals that you're looking for too. So uh, it, the bullpen's interesting. I, I, I don't think it uh, like it. 
there are ways that this can be a great bullpen, and we've talked about that. I don't think it's a great bullpen right now uh, with how everyone's performing, but I think it isn't far off. I'm not looking at a bunch of guys like, oh, this guy's a mess, this guy's a mess, this guy's a mess. It's just kind of like the theme that I've been running with of like, what direction are they going? Are they going to get locked in? And if they do, if you get three or four of them locked in, that's a great, that's a great thing. Um, so I, I'm not overly concerned with the group, but I do, I, I do think it, it, we're, we're at a point where we can see it go in multiple ways. I think that's a perfect way to put it because it's, there are so many of the guys who right now, it's not like they're being hidden, but they have, um, edges to their role you know like there are there are certain you there are certain times that you would rather not use jeremiah strada right now or you'd rather not use julian merriweather right now or facing certain batters you might not want albert alzali right now etc etc um here's one one thing brett so sorry i totally cut you off with your point but i missed him last week and i need to mention him michael rucker's been awesome he's been facing a lot of uh a lot of like lesser pockets and they've kind of pushed him now he was getting ready for whatever their tuesday's game i think he would have gotten a big uh hit a big uh uh group of hitters and then yesterday thursday's game he he just got one out i think and it was machado uh or it was someone big all i know is He's they're they're starting to push him into higher leverage moments against tougher tougher parts of the lineup. That's something to watch. We'll get the peripherals there. Uh, high strikeout rate, uh, low low walk rate. The stuff's better than ever. The vol- velocity is looking great. Um, a guy that fans were ready to kick to the curb in spring, and and he's someone that I think we should keep an eye on. I'm not saying he's the closer. I'm just saying. Uh, of anyone that's kind of locked in right now, he's the guy. He's the guy I think is kind of locked in, and it's like, okay, what what can, what kind of role can he hold? Yes, so the it's still a question of role emergence in lots of ways. You know, for guys that are things are going well, for guys that are kind of being hidden a little bit. Um, but the but on the whole, you don't have concerns about the bullpen right now. It's it's more about like it's there's still things that are being figured out, limitations, edges being put on guys um, from the Thompson conversation we just had to, to getting Fulmer right to Boxberger, sometimes closing, sometimes not. And, you know, how good can Rucker be? Is Brandon Hughes going to be mostly your lefty guy? Mark Leiter Jr. has been really good. and He's been um, great against lefties, serviceable against righties. All, all of these things where you want to get to a point where in May, June, July – you everybody understands their role they're being maximized um you're not really having you're not having to hide anybody in low leverage it's just that well there are low leverage moments and somebody's got to take them so uh yeah i think all in all feeling pretty good about the bullpen coming out of that series Uh, i like too that you know they won two of those three games and i don't know that i would have said the bullpen looked great you know it wasn't like it wasn't like you left it thinking, man, they're just like stacked back there. It was just like, okay, they got the job done. Some guys could be clicking a little better. Um, and sometimes that is like what you're saying that you get through those times. Maybe you're just fortunate to get through those times and then you lock it in and you keep getting good results because then you're locked in. So um, that's probably where I'll leave it. 
Uh, you have anything else you want to want to drop in before we head out? No, uh, I mean, good good stuff on uh, Jameson Tyon. Sounds like he he's going to be ready to come off the IL uh, after a minimum stint. I think that's like I don't know how fans were reacting to that, but that feels like really good news. Um, it, it's tremendous news because we that was one of the more like opaque injury yeah. situation. It was it was unclear whether it was especially because I don't know if it was Ross or who it was, but mild to moderate. It was like, well. Which which is it? And um, <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, those are big gaps with that type of <laughs> There's injury. There's a big difference right? between those. It's like yeah. it, it's um, minimal stay to like a month and a half, maybe you know, yeah, maybe longer. <laughs> exactly eight weeks. Um, uh, so yeah, no, that's that's great news. So there'll be just the fill-in starter on Saturday. I don't think it's been officially announced, but everything that has happened indicates it's going to be Caleb Killian um, getting that Saturday fill-in start. Um, so, yeah, Cubs are in Miami this weekend. It'll be um, a three-gamer against the Marlins and then four against the Nationals and then three more against the Marlins, uh, just the way the schedule is working out this year. Um, so hopefully they can have a good stretch against, you know, not that the Marlins are bad, but this is a, a winnable stretch compared to a lot of what they've already played against some very good teams. So hopefully that goes well. Uh, we will be back at you on Monday. This is on Waveland. It's the Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I am Brett Taylor. You can catch my stuff at Bleacher Nation if my computer is still functioning later today when I try to write. Uh, that's out of Sharma. Get his at The Athletic. His is coffee free. And uh, we appreciate you as always. Thank you. Take care. Go Cubs. Goodbye. Don't spill your coffee on your electronics, folks. <laughs>